This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. Listen up and pay attention because today's guest is not a fan of half-assed efforts. Tim Grover is an elite trainer who has helped coach the likes of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, physically and mentally along their road to greatness. He's a best-selling author, motivational speaker, and CEO of Attack Athletics. And that name should give you a hint about his mentality about work, Attack Athletics. Please welcome Tim Grover. Dan, how are you? Great, great. Great to talk to you. Uh, Likewise. Thank you for taking time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, so I'm uh, holding in my hand your, your new book, Winning, uh, The Unforgiven Race to Greatness. And I have to say, you know, uh, a lot of people write books about coaching and stuff to get you all pumped up, but this is different. This is not the typical rah-rah, you can do it, yay, we're all great. This, is, this gets real, real quick. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> In the book, I, I talk to everyone the same way I talk to all my athletes. And, you know, I always say that if you're, if you're still looking for motivation, you haven't, you haven't figured out what you really want to do. Motivation is entry level. Right. Talk about elevation. You know, these people that once they decide they want to win, what they want to decide they want to win at, motivation comes easy. So what do they have to do? They have to physically and mentally elevate their mindset. They have to go from, you know, everyone loves to talk about their mindset coaches or work on your mindset. I defined it even more. So let's work on the winning part of your mindset. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's narrow it down even more because a mindset is just too general, just like motivation is too general. Right. So understand what you want and let's figure out a path to get there. Right. And what, you know, cause all right, you ask anyone, uh, 99.9 people, you say, Hey, do you want to win? Everyone's going to say, yes, of course you do. Winning is fun. Winning is great. But you know, we always hear about the, the, you know, Michael Jordan and people at this caliber always putting in the work, putting in the hard work, but well, we don't really understand what that means, but you kind of break down what that means. And it, it's pretty wild, the, the amount of just painstaking minute by minute, hour after hour, just training their bodies to perform the way they're commanding it to perform. It's, it's amazing to read. Yeah. And that's, you know what, that's required of everybody. Listen, I, this book is not about basketball. It's not, it's not going to teach you to be a basketball player like Michael Jordan. There's people in the NBA that are never going to play basketball like Michael Jordan. But this is about the, the winning mentality, what it takes, what these individuals do. They understand. You know, everyone loves to talk about the process. They know about the process. They know the process is non-negotiable. So they don't have to talk about the process. They don't worry about loving the process because whether you love the process or you don't love the process, 
it's a non-negotiable. It ha you have to go through it. If you only love part of the process, you're going to miss out on the real win because in order to get closer to those wins, the process, the things about the process that you don't love are the things you need to really pay attention to. You know, right. I don't know any individual here that from a, let's take basketball from a second. No one likes to win sprint. No one likes to do their win sprints. Nobody likes to do all these, all these different things, but you know, they knew that's what they need. That's what they needed to do. Practice right. was supposed to be extremely difficult. You practice real hard. So the games become easier. So it's just like in this, you prepare yourself for that moment. So when that moment does come and you'll have plenty of those moments, those moments are just a little bit easier. And, you know, I know that uh, obviously things are very different from person to person, but, you know, pulling back out of the, the NBA universe, you know, you work with a lot of like industry leaders, mm -hmm. you know, what are, what are some things you see in business? Are there any kind of common uh, blind spots for people or the thing that no one wants to work on, but if they do, they really see like exponential growth if they really kind of concentrate on these things? Well, you know what, like I said in the book, winning, it has its own separate language. So you have to understand the language of winning. One thing that all these individuals from a business standpoint, athletes, whatever it may be, they're willing to gamble on themselves. They are willing to gamble on themselves. They don't wait for other people to believe in them. Or they don't wait for other people to say, hey, you know, I'm going to support your dreams. I'm going to do that. They're like, listen, I got to gamble on my, I got to gamble on myself. I have mm -hmm. to be selfish in order to be selfish. And selfish is such a bad word, but they know if they can take care of themselves, that it will allow them to take care of others. But if you don't, if you're so busy taking care of everybody else, they may get wins, but you're not going to get your wins. So for right. the ultimate right. team to win, you have to be selfish. You have to understand that, you know, one of the main points that we talk about is that your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. You know, there's many, many times that a lot of bad decisions that you make, you give in to your feelings. You know, I always give an example, like, you know, your feelings tell you to stay in bed a little longer. You don't have to do the hard stuff. Don't worry about it. Take an extra half hour. You know, you don't have to get up early. You don't have to work late. You don't have to make those extra phone calls. You don't have to prepare so hard for the meeting. And your mind tells you to get up. Right. Know, if feelings make you overthink things, they make you overanalyze, you end up creating problems that don't exist. And your mind makes decisions. And people don't like to make decisions because when you make decisions, you have to answer the hard questions, mm -hmm. not only to yourself, but everybody else. Right, right. You know, one of, one of the things that I, I, I loved in your book was, you know, you talked about, you know, waking up early. So there was this sort of like, this has died down a bit, but like, you were like, I don't care if you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning to work out. I don't care if you're working out at noon. I don't care if you're doing this. It's all about the results. It's not about just going through some motions of something that's supposed to make you better or show that you're tough. It's actually accomplishing something. Yeah, you know, I, I coming coming back to fitness, people always ask me, when's the best time to work out? I always tell them, whenever you can work out. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. Whenever, whenever, you can, whenever you can work out, that's it. Everybody, you know, oh, but I heard that if I work out in the morning, I'll end up burning more calories. But then I'll say, well, I'm not a morning person. Well, you know what? <laughs> 
don't worry about that. Just get yourself yeah. whatever time you can work out. That's what. So if you're most effective, if your thought process and clarity and the time that you can have for yourself is early in the morning, use that. If it's in the afternoon, use it. If it's late at night when it's dark outside and it's the beginning of a new day, use it. You have to figure that out for yourself. It's so many people that they, they want to read a book and everybody wants those steps. You know, yeah, they want yeah. that five steps to greatness or 10 easy steps. Listen, any book that says easy or any workout that says in the comfort of your home, that's exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> and you're going to get easy and you're going to get comfortable. And neither one of those is going to get you, is going to get you results. You may sell more books because everybody's looking for the easy, easy way. Everybody's looking for the comfortable way. And there's nothing easy and comfortable about winning. You know, I love to, you know, you see this now where people got to, you know, when they get up in the morning, the first thing they do is they pick up their phone and they'll take a, they'll take a shot on the clock at three, you know, three thirty, four thirty, whatever. <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> is that for you or is that for, is that for somebody else? Nobody cares. Right. right. <laughs> Nobody cares. They only care about the results. That's it. I, you know, I, I personally love this so much because I, I am, I'm not a great morning person and I, I've always wanted to be like, oh, I wish I was that guy that gets up at four o'clock in the morning and does a million things before anyone else wakes up. But, you know, every time I've tried it, I'm just like, I am fucking exhausted. Like <laughs> this does not work for me. Uh, so it's, it's nice to hear somebody say, that's okay. You don't have it, to do that. You know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, sleep deprivation is now like one, it becomes like one of the requirements for success. It's right. not, it's <laughs> not, it's the time, it's the amount, what you do in the time that you're, that you're up. It's how, what quality of time are you doing? How much time are you actually focused on? You can get up three hours earlier than everybody else and still not accomplish half yeah, of the right. else. Right. If you're just sitting there thinking about how tired you are, that's not really yes. uh, gonna gonna do anything for you. Um, you know, one of the other things that I really loved was this idea of which could be embarrassing. And I and I like that you kind of said that and said, you know, you don't no one else has to know this, but the idea of like creating a character for yourself or a, a persona that you don't have to make this public knowledge, but as long as you know about it and you can sort of like, see, you could kind of get into this character when you need to get something done. I mean, like Kobe famously had the Black Mamba thing, yes. which is very public and well-known, but that you're saying, you know, anyone can do that. And what's, what's the benefits of doing something like that? Well, it allows you to go to a place where you can manage focus and you don't have to manage time. It puts you in that flow state. It puts you in that zone area. It allows you to block out the. It allows you to block out the distractions. It allows you to be that person that you need to get those results. And it says you don't have to share that with uh, with any individual. We all have it. You know, in the book, I refer to it as a dark side. And the dark side, it's not a bad thing. It's not mm. a bad thing. It's what's unique to you. It's what allows you to accomplish more. What it allows. It pushes you beyond. Instead of having somebody else push you and motivate you, it's that internal fire that keeps you going. It's that character that says, listen, I can do more. I need to do more. Yeah, you know what? I did a great job here, but I, I need to do it even better next time. It's like you don't, 
you, you enjoy your wins, but you always understand that there's another win coming and that win is strictly temporary because you took that win from somebody else. Mm. And guess what? Somebody else is trying to take that win for you. Right, right, right. Yeah. You have to build that, you have, you build that persona and those skeletons and that dark side and, and that alter ego, that's your teammates. Those are your strong teammates that you can have the best conversations with. They know the true you. They will keep you in line. They will tell you when you bullshit yourself. They will tell you when you're slacking. They will tell you when you've done enough, when your job is excellent. They are your biggest fans and your most strongest critics. But mm. When they give you information back, it's feedback that you can use. And you right. have conversations with those individuals. More coming up from our guests. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, everybody. So hoping these conversations are getting you all fired up to finally start that business you always wanted to launch or maybe take that side hustle to the next level. But maybe you need just a little more inspiration and information to kind of push you over the edge. Well, that's why I want to talk to you about Entrepreneur Insider. Entrepreneur Insider is a program that we have at entrepreneur.com that is geared to do all of that and more. It's a membership-based program that provides insights and advice from industry experts with exclusive benefits. Let me tell you about those benefits. When you join, you get access to premium articles, videos, webinars, really good webinars, I should add. These are not boring, put you to sleep slideshows. These are great experts that have really, really sharp advice that you can listen to and use them like 10 minutes later. It's, it's really good stuff. You also get a weekly newsletter and you get an ad-free experience when you go to entrepreneur.com. Plus, you get a free one-year subscription to Entrepreneur Magazine that paper thing that you could carry around and you never have to plug in to recharge. Really great articles every month, really awesome pictures. And sometimes it's nice to just read something on paper, I have to say, from my personal opinion. So how much does it cost to join Entrepreneur Insider? It's only $5 a month. If you join today, you start boosting your business knowledge, growing your brand, you get access to all these great things. And seriously, those webinars, they're really, really good. I heartily recommend you doing it just for that. And also the magazine, really cool stuff. So if you are interested, and I know you are because you could hear the pleading in my voice that this is actually a really cool deal, visit entrepreneur.com slash insider to unlock your access today. That's entrepreneur.com slash insider Unlock your access, get going, get fired up, do it today. And we're back. So let's talk a little bit about you and, and how you, you came to this moment, uh, which uh, again, uh, I really recommend anyone picking up this book, Winning, because it, you know your story and the story of how you kind of got to where you are is pretty awesome just in itself. Um, and this business that you run, um, but uh, the way you started, I, I thought was pretty amazing. The way you sort of got yourself uh, to become the trainer of like the most famous athlete in the world. Can you, can you tell that story? Sure. You know, just, well, both my parents are of Indian descent. So, you know, people that have Indians 
Indian parents know you pretty much have two career opportunities. One is a doctor and the second is a doctor. It's, yeah, it's changed a little bit now. It's changed a little bit now. You know, now that there's lawyer, they let you become a lawyer, <laughs> engineer, or, you know, not, you know, or, you know, in the tech tech areas. But when I was growing up, that wasn't that, that wasn't the option. Right. I told my kid, when I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do, just like everybody else. I, and so one of my counselors said there's a new program called uh, called kinesiology, which is the movement of the muscles and physical activity and so forth. She said, I think you'll enjoy it. So I took the classes. I'm like, wow, this is something I can really do. So I told my parents, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to study medicine. I said, the courses I'm taking uh, a lot, you know, there's a lot of biology and there's a lot of chemistry. There's a lot of science in there. Well, I said, well, what are you going to do with that? And I paused for a second. I said, I'm a trained professional athlete. And my parents looked at, what does that even mean? You know, <laughs> what, what is that like? That, because, you know, you're talking, you, you were talking about in the early, <clears throat> early eighties. Yeah. And back then the only ones, the only people that had professional, uh, professional athletes that had trainers were maybe boxers or which were far and few. And, and if you were going to the Olympics, other than that, it really didn't, or li- really didn't exist. Right. So I went through a process. I ended up getting my uh, master's degree in exercise science. Along the way, my dad told me I would have to take the uh, entrance exam for medical, medical school. I said, sure. So I took it the first time, absolutely bombed it on uh-huh. purpose, on purpose. <laughs> my dad goes, nice try. He goes, I already signed you up for the next one. So the ne- I, took the, I took the next one. I scored, I scored fairly well. I scored a uh, fair, uh, 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 Scored fairly well enough to get into into a few medical schools. Okay. My parents wow. told me they said, "Listen, you have a backup plan." I said, "Let me try this out. If this thing doesn't work, then I will go. I will go to medical school." So after I graduated, I took a job at a local health club, and this was in 1980. Oh my goodness, early 80s, 82, 83, something like that. The minimum wage back was three dollars and thirty five cents. <laughs> okay. All right. But you know what? You can't sit at home. All right. You can't sit at home. You got to go figure things out. So I took this job, which was one of the greatest, greatest things I did because it allowed me to put everything I learned into practice. Mm. And along the way, I saw an article in the paper that said Michael Jordan was tired of taking the physical abuse from the Detroit Pistons and he's looking to get stronger. Okay. So back then, remember, no cell phones. Yeah. No internet. Right. You know, none of that, not, not, none of that stuff. So no Amazon, none of that. So I, I, I hand wrote 14 letters, put stamps on them, mailed them to each player on the Chicago Bulls team. Because in my mind, I was like, okay, Michael Jordan's not going to work out with me. You know, I've never trained a professional athlete. You know, he's probably already got somebody. The team's going to find him somebody. So I figured, I said, if one of these letters makes it to a player, um, I get an opportunity to work with them. He might see the results somewhere down the line and say, hey, Let's work with this kid. Somehow he must have, he saw one of the letters in somebody else's locker and pulled it out Uh and told the athletic trainer and the team physician at that time to find out what this kid's about. (laughs) So it was unbelievable. You know, maybe he was upset because he didn't get a letter. Right, right. (laughs) I don't know, but you know what? I always, this is something, and you, you know this. And with all the people that you work and you talk to, your most highest achievers, your most successful people are your most coachable. Right. 
They, yep. are your most, they, are your most, they are your most coachable individuals. They want that 1%. Yeah. So I went through another three-month process going back and forth with the team physician and the athletic trainer. And they, you know, they wanted to know my philosophy. They wanted to make sure I knew what uh, actually yeah. knew talking about the testing and all that other stuff. Then they gave, so they gave me an address and they said, Hey, we want you to meet. They never told me who this person was. I still to that, that, to that moment did not know who it was. And they said, Hey, here's a client's address. Want you to meet him there at one thirty at the house. And now this was before the big gated house with the fences and all the <laughs> ring the doorbell. So I looked at the address. I drove out there, rang the doorbell once. Nobody answered. Rang the doorbell twice. Nobody answered. Rang the doorbell third time. Michael Jordan answers the door. <laughs> okay. So I'm not a starstruck person. So that's one thing. I'm not a starstruck person. The first thing that came into my mind was, oh, shit, I'm wearing Converse gym shoes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm busy taking off, my, taking, off my, taking off my shoes. I get, I get in the house. We sit down for about 45 minutes. I explain my philosophies to him. And he said, well, nobody's, nobody, what you're describing to me, no one else has described uh, in the way. And, and you know, he, everybody else was like, yeah, we could add more muscle to you. We can do this. We can do that. And I was just like, well, Michael, you, you talk to me. Tell me what you want. Mm. All right. Tell me. I, I'm not going to tell you what I, what I want. This is your body. You, you know what will allow you to be a more efficient, more effective, a more athlete. So he yeah. goes, you know, I, I, these are, this is what I'm looking for. I said, all right. I said, why don't we do this first? I said, I know you have some nagging injuries that constantly come. I said, you know, you got hamstring issues, you got groin issues, you got ankle issues. Uh, Cause you know, they'd, all, they'd be very prevalent on TV. You'd be able yeah. to you know, always mm -hmm. talk about Michael, you know, he's playing with this, he's playing with that. And I said, if we just address those things, if we just address those things, you're already a better athlete. You already right. can jump higher. You can already run faster. You can already do more things. So I said, if we, if we go and add weight and we don't address these things, I said, it's going to make those things even more susceptible to injuries. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? So I said, you know, you can't put a heavier load on shock absorbers that aren't built to handle that, to handle that load. Right. So, right. You know what he goes, this doesn't, he goes, he goes, this doesn't sound right. I said, it doesn't get any writer. And he goes, he goes, well, obviously I can see you're not an English major because I use the word writer. I said, exactly. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, he goes, I'll give you 30 days. And 30 days turned into 15 years. Wow. That's incredible. And he, uh, what, what did he say about your, your Converse sneakers? Oh, never again. Yeah. As I'm walking, as I'm walking out the house, you know, to add to that story, you know, I took the, Remember, remember the amount of money I was making at a, at a health club. Yeah. The Converse sneakers were already old. And then when I took them off, I had holes in both my socks. So I, had to turn my, I had to turn my socks upside down. So now the dirty, the holy part is down, but the, 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 the dirty part is up. Oh, but I'm walking out, he looks at my shoes and he goes, never again. So the first thing I did, the first thing I did before I went home was go out and buy me a pair of Nikes. <laughs> Cheap Nikes, but I bought Nikes. That, oh my God. That's, that's great. I mean, there's so much to love about that story. One is just like, yeah, I, I'm going to write letters to the, to the Chicago bulls <laughs> and, and, and it worked. Um, and I think that's such a thing that like, 
you know, people, you know, you, you kind of like, I'll just use myself. Like, I, I don't know that I would have had the balls to do that. Cause I would just think, who am I to like approach this team, like this, this, this castle, you know, uh, wh- why do I think that I could offer them anything that they don't have like a hundred times over, but you did. And, and look what became of it. That's amazing. So I always look, instead of why, I always look at why not. Somebody's going to, it's going to happen to somebody. Right. So, you know, the, you got to go try, you got, I've prepared my, I prepared my young life up to that point for that opportunity. And I would have like really been upset if I didn't take that out. How many times have you seen the not, you know, winning has no loyalty to anyone. You know, sometimes somebody who isn't as qualified as you are, ends up getting the job, ends up getting the job. Somebody who right. didn't put in the, as much work as you did ended, ended up getting the win. So every opportunity you have a chance to to seize that win, to get a little closer to it. Cause they're, they're, they're there every single day. <laughs> and I know everybody now loves to grab their little phones and loves to, uh, you know, send people messages on Instagram of what they can do for them and so forth. I think that's great. But also if you can actually get in front of an individual and have that contact with that yeah. individual and let them look you in the eye and really say, hey, this is what I'm capable of doing. Give me the opportunity. And if they don't give you the opportunity, don't think any less of those individuals. Actually thank them for your time. Say mm. thank you very much for at least listening to me because they may remember that conversation down the line. It may have not happened at that moment. It may happen at a different moment. Right. I had clients that it's taken me years to build that relationship. And that's that's, I mean... I think that's amazing advice. And that's, that's also crazy to me that like you were the, you know, the trainer for Michael Jordan for 15 years. And they're like, Hmm, I just don't know if you've got the stuff, you know, (laughs) like who's, who's doubting your abilities. That, that seems pretty nuts to me. Well, as long as you don't doubt your abilities, listen, everybody has fear. You know, I, I, I always say every fear, fear propels you. You know, listen, if I wasn't fearful, I would have never knocked on the door. I would have never rang that doorbell. I would have never sat there and talked to him, but I didn't have any doubt. If I had doubt, I would have, I would have never rang that doorbell. Yeah. I would have never had that conversation. There's a huge difference between fear and doubt. And that's, I discussed that heavily in the book. Uh, yeah. As you- yeah. And I, I, so you're, you're not, you are not a big fan of the uh, fake it till you make it philosophy. No, no. You know why? Here's the thing. It's too, especially in this era with everything going on, it's too easy to get exposed. There's too mm. many ways to find out if you're really faking it or not. It was funny back when I, I used to have athletes come up to me all the time. Listen, I played basketball overseas. Well, back then you didn't have the internet. So if you had, you'd had to have a connection overseas or know somebody, make a long distance phone call, actually tell the person was telling a story. Now you just, Go on your computer and put the person's name in and you can tell, you know, even on social media with all the filters out there. Yep. So I always tell people, I said, take a look at your social media picture. I said, nobody looks that good. Right. Nobody <laughs> looks that good. But That's you right. know, you start to believe that persona. You start to believe that, the, you know, the, the fake is the new real where you start to live your life through filters. And, you know, it's easy to say, you know, I have this car, I drink this, all that. You can, you, you can walk up, you can see a Rolls Royce parked on the street and take a picture of it and pretend like it, pretend like it's yours. But eventually, oh, yeah. there's always holes in your story. There's yeah, always yeah. going to be a hole in your story. And 
And then when you really have to be your true self, you've been a false self for so long that when you need your true self, you don't know who that person is anymore. Right. Yeah. No, that's... (laughs) That that is very true and, and great advice. And you know what I, you know, obviously anyone listening to this, tell you're you're, you're a great storyteller. Uh, your book, um, what I really liked about it is it it tells a lot of stories. As you said, it's not designed as like a manual. Here's step one: do this. Step two: do that. Um, so it's you know just as a book, it's it's a very enjoyable thing to read. And I think anyone who reads it, um, you know, the, that story of the, the pickup game at your gym, or when <laughs> the guy has a heart attack, it's like, what? It's crazy. It, well, I got a chance to share things that, you know, I, I, didn't get a, I, I didn't get a chance to share earlier. But it, what I wanted, you know, I, the way I look at it, your whole life, people are telling you what to do. Everyone's telling you what to do, you know. You already know what to do. You know, it, it, it's funny. It, you know, people end up talking about, you know, you have to work hard. You have to put in these extra hours. You have to, you should know that already. You know, yeah. people are going to criticize you. Know, you know, there's going to be haters. You know, people are going to doubt you. It's, it's been around for so many years and it's not going anywhere. Right. So if you're so busy focused on those things, knowing that when you're going for that win, that, that that's coming with it. Yeah. That's, that's coming with it. So don't spend time on how to figuring that thing out because it's coming. So what do you say to the people who, you know, the stuff that you're saying, you know, it speaks to them, they recognize it, they, they, they want all this stuff. But in the end, you know, some of us are, are lazy, you know, like we, we, we want to do, I want to write a book, but like, you know, then I sit down at the computer and like, do I really, I don't know. I'm not feeling it today. Like, how do do you kind of get out of that? Don't even wait for the computer. That's the thing. When you sit down at the, you have a thought in your mind on your phone when you walk, listen, nowadays you can take your phone and you have a thought in your thing that comes in a book. Everybody thinks they need to start at chapter one and, Mm. and an intro and go to the end. Just start writing. Write it down on a piece of paper. Speak something in your speak something in your phone. Send yourself a text. Send it. I always my co-author Sherry Wink. I used to always send her texts. I was like, hey, we need to put this in the book. You know, just and I'm sending it to you now because I don't, I don't, I, I won't forget. I will be walking in the middle of the street and we'll, and I'll stop and I like I send her a map and then just get all this information together. Yeah. And then worry about piecing it. Then worry about piecing it together. Every you know, it's just like. You know, in the book, I talk about everybody's looking for those steps. There are no steps to writing a book. The only step is put your thoughts, ideas down on paper, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Don't worry about it. Some of your best inspiration and time comes at the most awkward moments. I do my best. I do my best work when I'm sitting in the shower. I literally sit. Power and I'm like, stuff comes to me. I get out of the shower, I ride down, I get back in, I, I do so. I keep like a little because <laughs> I know if I don't do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, a- absolutely. If I literally sit down and say, okay, now I'm gonna write something, now it becomes, now you feel like it becomes work. And you know, I, I think one thing about the shower and, and other things that you've mentioned, you know. What do you think, and you mentioned this in your book, is people's, you know, these these elite players, 
their ability to to be alone, to be alone with their thoughts, to to close out everything. Um, oh. It's a hard thing for people. It's harder than it sounds. It, it is. It, it, it is. You have to enjoy your time alone. You have to, you know, you know listen, I'd rather be alone than be with a bunch of people that make me feel alone. Okay. Uh, mm. how, many, yeah, how many times do you spend your time and energy doing things with people you don't like and doing things you don't want to do when you can actually have that time to yourself? You know, right. in order to create that love, that time to yourself, like I said earlier, you have to be selfish. You have to be willing to say no. Mm. You have to be able to say no. You know, you have to be selfish for yourself and your allies that are around you, they have to be selfish for you. You know, most people aren't selfish for you. And the yeah. reason they're not selfish for you is because you don't ask them what you need from those individuals. Right. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and you have and your friend uh, you're trying to get in better shape or whatever, and you and the people you hang around with are constantly ordering pizzas or telling you, oh, don't worry about it. It's just one beer. It's that listen, I like to eat just like everybody else. So I re- I know if I can eliminate that temptation and if my allies, not my friends, my allies, because your friends tempt tempt you with those things, your allies right. push you away from those things. And you need to have those conversations alone. You need, to, you need to understand that a lot of this thing is about you. You have to understand yourself better than anything else because winning knows all your secrets. Winning is not going to lie. You know, we have too many of the cliches that kind of, that make things comfortable for us. You know, like, you know, showing up is half the battle. No, showing up is none of the battle. You have to show up. Right. <laughs> you have you have to show up. Yeah. You you have to show up. And when you show up, you have to show up. All of you. You got to be present. You got to be there in the moment. You got to understand. You got to be there physically. You got to be there mentally. And if you're not there physically or mentally, it's because you don't know how to be alone because your mind is drifting into different areas. Right. Well, to that to that point, do you recommend people try um meditation and things like that? Or is, is that a, a personal choice for different people? It, you know what? It's a personal choice where I listen, there's many forms of med, there's many forms of meditation. There's very fun. So, you know, there's a traditional meditation that that we, that, you know, that we're all accustomed to, accustomed to whatever people, whatever people do. Michael Jordan's way of meditating was he shot free throws by himself in the gym. Hmm. That was, that was his way. That was his way because, you know, obviously shooting the free throw, a, a lot of, it, you know, it's a free throw. There's no deep, but you know, ultra focus, blocking all the distractions out, right. not having to see all. So that was his way of working on his concentration, working on his re- relaxation. So for meditation, it could be different for a lot of people. You know, meditation doesn't always require silence. It could be listening to some of your favorite music that puts you in a relaxed state. It could be watching a. It could be watching a TV. Pro, it could be watching a TV program. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't have. It doesn't always have to be silent. You have to figure out what what work what works for you. I'm not an individual that enjoys, you know, traditional meditation. I've worked too hard. You know, people always say you need to sit on the floor and you don't need to lie down. I've worked too hard to sit on the floor and lie down on a hard wooden floor. 
you know, I enjoy a, I enjoy a comfortable chair. I enjoy a comfortable <laughs> bed and sofa. All right, and I'm not afraid to I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> so again, that's why in this book, we I, I don't tell you what to do. You got to figure it out. For yeah. Figure it out well, for and I think it comes back to your to, to the idea of what time you work out and all that. It, you know. You laying on an uncomfortable position, it, the, the suffering for suffering's sake is not accomplishing anything. No, I, 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 I you couldn't have said it any better than. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it's you know kind of like what you said. You know, uh, you know, I don't know if you were talking about yourself being in front of a computer and trying to write a book is uncomfortable for it's at this time it's uncomfortable for you. Mm. You know. Once you have all the notes and you need to put everything organized, then it becomes more of a, it be, being, you become more comfortable being uncomfortable. But right now you're uncomfortable being uncomfortable in that position, right. whatever you were talking about. Right, 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 right. Well, uh, you know, I, I really can't uh, uh, recommend enough people checking out this book, as I said, and as you've heard, uh, Tim's a great storyteller. There, there's funny stories. There's stories that uh, will make you shake your head in disbelief. Um, this is not a uh, get rich in 20 minutes uh, scheme kind of book. It's uh it's, it's real stuff. It's great advice. And, you know, I, I, it's one of those books that you could sort of pick up and put down and jump in at different spots and uh, just a, a great accomplishment. So, uh, so congrats on the book. It's really great. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, and people, uh, it's available anywhere, you know, anywhere where books, uh, books are sold online and all, all different forms in many different languages. And if you want more information, the website is timgrover.com. My uh, Instagram is at timgrover. I'm like the easiest person to find. Yeah, I always, yeah. Tell, people, I always tell people, man, I've been looking for you. No, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's even got a quote from Michael Jordan likes this book. So, uh, so it must be good. But uh, Tim, really awesome and, and inspiring talking to you. Uh, in, in a real inspiring way, not in a fake way that fades away in three seconds after the conversation's over. So I, I really appreciate your time. Likewise, and thank you so much. Continued success to you. All right, thanks. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me beg people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. <laughs>